this real cool because I loved hearing the legacy and the life that he's lived and the values that he's come from. And um, I just thought I'd share a little bit about my own, like my own testimony. And I think it was something that I, I forget who asked me, but it was something that was asked um, when we did a Q&A about like, you know, a little bit about us, like to get to know us, get to know us a little bit. And I'd love to share my testimony of where I come from. So um, I'm going to get some coffee. Hold on. Um, so my dad, my dad and my mom, uh, they met actually at IWU, um, which I just thought was so cool. Um, that when I, when I heard you're like, oh yeah, I know the nursing program at IWU, and I was talking with Barb, and she's like, yeah, I've, I've actually worked with it. So my, my dad was a, a studying to be a doctor, um, my mom was studying to be a teacher. So they met there, got married soon after, lived in Ohio, and had three kids, none of which were me, <laughs> and they were... And my dad was like, all right, this is good. We got a good family. Now, three's, three's big. Three's nice. Three's, three's a good number. Um, and, uh, but my mom really honestly in her heart desired more and more kids in her life. And she loved kids and she loved teaching. And, and so um, she actually started slowly started teaching during that time, the, the, my three older siblings. Um, spoiler alert. Um, and uh, it was so sweet because it was one of those things, like, I know my God, my God was so much a part of their lives. God was a central part of their lives. And one of the things I loved about my dad, and this is just something that he's represented to me long before I was born, um, was absolute trust. Um, and so one area, he just felt like the Lord, Holy Spirit was just speaking to him. He's like, you know, I'm king of your life, right? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're Lord of my life. You're king of everything, all the things. He's like, you know, your finances, yep, check. You're, you're keen of my, you know, everything I'm doing, I love you, I love ministry, I'm going to do everything, I'm going to church, I'm doing all the things. He's like, well, what about your family? You, am I king of that? Am I trustworthy? Can you trust me with that? Can you trust me with your family? He's like, ah, <laughs> which is why they stopped at three. He said, you know, we're, no more. And that was just something that he wrestled with for six years. Um, and he came to a point, he said, Lord, I do. I do trust you. And if you're willing, I'm willing. So whatever it takes, whatever you have for me, like if, if I've not totally blown it, um, I'm willing to step out and say, okay. So lo and behold, here I come along seven years later. Uh, so seven years after my older brother, the youngest, which is my older brother. So there's a seven-year gap, and that was, that was the, the first of many, um, first of nine that were coming out. So... So God does answer prayer, and he has, he's, abundant, he's abundant in answering his prayer. Um, oh, I think I got this set up. I don't know if I did this right with the slides. Yeah, it might help. Slide, yeah, switches help. Maybe not. Hold on. I was there for a second. There was a white screen, but maybe not. There we go. Okay, so this is us. <laughs> yeah, they heard that show. Um, there, there's our family. Our, and then some, there's a few cousins in there, um, but yeah, this is obviously when me and Michelle got married, look at our young faces. Um, you know, my mom and dad, we just, they, they loved the Lord, and they loved what God had in store for them, and this is just, again, a, just a, a taste of the fruit of what God's done in their lives. And, I'm, and again, I just, I gotta say, I'm so grateful. Like, what in the world? Like, God, you showed him something, and that is a testament for my life, a testament of absolute trust, absolute dependence on God. And that was just something I loved about my dad. 
Um, my dad is tenacious. He's a, he's a general surgeon, so we, we, we moved to Indiana, so we're Buckeyes. We were Buckeyes, and now we're Buckeye traders, and now we're back. So, <laughs> you know, I never thought I'd live back in Ohio, so it worked out great. Um, so we were Hoosiers. Sorry, whatever those things are. Um, we, uh, we had so nine sisters all together and two brothers, so you can imagine the drama. Um, you can imagine the, uh, the, the girl movies and all that stuff and just so much. Um, and on top of that, my mom wanted to homeschool all of us, so bless her heart. Bless her heart. Abundant and beyond. Like, she's got jewels in her crown. Um, I don't understand how she did it. But she loved us all, and she really wanted to see us love Jesus. She wanted to see us find our passions. She really, really pushed for that. And, um, like, down to music. Um, honestly, the reason why I play music is because my mom allowed me to play music. Um, she bought a violin. She bought, um, she bought a piano. She bought me a viola. And after all, thousands of dollars of lessons, I decided I'll love guitar. So, <laughs> again, bless her heart for trying to, like, trying to get me. But then it was a stepping stone. It was a lot of things. And she always pushed for that. My dad allowed me to do things that I love to do, which is film. And, um, but they always made time. Um, but what I loved about some of the things and then some of the principles they tried to put in our lives I, um, was just spending one-on-one time. That was a hard thing. I mean, could you imagine trying to find time for one-on-one time with 12 kids? It's, it's really hard. Um, but I love my mom. My mom would work, you know, five days a week on, on, on school or four days a week, and then my dad would actually take one of his days off, which if you know surgeon life, they're very, very busy people. They're always gone. In fact, Sundays, I remember several times him taking off during Sunday service because he had to go to work. So, like, a lot of just he was constantly on call, but he really made one effort um, one was to always date my mom, and I was going on Monday night dates. And two was to give my mom a break with, from all of us. And that was on Wednesdays. And so she, every, pray, praise the Lord for him. For Wednesdays, he would sit with us. We would have, you know, we would have in homeschool, all of us in the, in the school room. We had, uh, we had a room called the school room. Uh, and they would just spend time. And, you know, he, and every morning, in addition to this, every morning, he would wake us up at 7, and we'd sit down and have what we called wisdom search, and that was reading the Word. We'd sit around, and we'd read the Word together, um, be, us begrudgingly. I, re, I appreciate it now. I didn't appreciate it then. Um, he had to deal with all of our, our nodding off and um, complaining and, you know, trying to get us out of bed, and, and you know, it's, oh, you guys, I know you guys, it's It's hard. <laughs> But we would read the Psalms, we would read through it, and he'd go through character qualities, and it was just, it was so cool to see my dad do that every morning, every morning, every morning. It was, it was hard. I know it had to have been hard, but then again, I always saw my dad being faithful and steadfast in that. And that's something, again, a representation. My mom would have her secret place. That was a representation of, like, what values they had. They loved Jesus so much that this was their value. This was the foundation. They did not break away from that. And I so much appreciate that about him. I also like, cannot remember what pictures I put up here, so I apologize. Um, did I do something again to it? Let's see here. Maybe not. Oh, there. So there's me <laughs> as a little kid, and there's my younger brother. And, and so this is not my first wedding. Um, this, this was my first wedding. Um, no, we were just messing around and have fun. So just if I get to marry any people, uh, this will not be my first. Uh, no, we had a lot of fun. Um, here's a little bit of something. One of my pr- things I loved about my dad, he went to Haiti back when he was um, a resident, 
And he just fell in love with people. He fell in love with the culture. He fell in love with the idea of just being on mission um, wherever he went. And so he went over a few years for the first few years because it was challenging to get away. Then after a while, he became every year. And then after a while, it became a few times a year. And in fact, I think he went there this year. <laughs> um, he's been in Africa there and then somewhere else. He's, he's a wild guy. He's, he's everywhere. Um, but I loved it because he shared that passion for us. He instilled that in our hearts. So I remember going out when I was 12 for the first time. He took every one of us out. Imagine how expensive that would have been. Like, you know, I, it's so expensive, but so worth the value. Um, he would just put us in there. I mean, Michelle's been there. She's done surgery with my dad, which is so crazy because she's like, wait, I can do this. I can put my hands where? <laughs> in, in this body? I'm like, wait, what? You're... Anyway, I have never enjoyed that part of the, my dad's career. Um, but I appreciate that he does that. I've only been a part of one surgery, and I said, you get one, and it was an amputation. So I was like, well, that was kind of a dud. Um, that wasn't fun. But I digress. <laughs> but anyway, this is like, a few, like my last trip, actually, with him. Um, it was just so cool. I'm, I was kind of laughing. I'm like, I could pose the same way. Um, uh, but I love that my dad did that. He instilled in that in his life. But what I loved also was the fact that he didn't limit to out of the country. One of the things, like, a lot of people say, oh, missionaries go out of the country. They go out of there. This is real missions. Here's not real missions. It's not real missions. You know, it's, he was on mission wherever he went. He drove people crazy with how on mission he was. He would pray, again, like, as a surgeon, when your surgeon's talking to you, and he's like, hey, so, you know, I'm about to put you under. You know, we're going to do this thing on you. Can I pray for you? He would always do that. He prayed for everyone. He drove, he scared some people, and he prayed for people. And again, what a better place. The fear of God is in you. You're praying. It's so good. And I, we saw salvations from that. My dad would always love sharing around the table. Um, and I love that about my dad. And I love my mom because my mom didn't see the mission field as be, having necessarily being out, but she saw the mission field as being a part of our family. The, our, we were the mission field for her. And she loved on us. She listened to us. I mean, she helped me through so many things. I, I can't tell you how many times she sacrificed her nights of sleep, one, two in the morning, and then having to turn right back around and be up at six in the morning. You know, she's always on it, and she'd always make time. Um, so again, I just, I'm grateful, grateful beyond just words for these people in my life. In my life. Um, and on top of that, he, we had taken on mission trips. We'd go um, California, my dad would take us, and, or we would be a part of this rotation, rotation of when we get to go out for it with breakfast, my, one-on-one with my dad, and so you get to wait for your rotation. That was, oh, that was always fun, um, but it was so fun to get to have just quality time with him. Um, again, as a teenager, I started growing up with that, and, uh, you know, I, I, again, I, I premise this. I really want to make sure emphatically that you see my dad and mom for what they've done for the mark that they've had in my life. Because I'm about to go into how messed up I am. Because, <laughs> like, I'm broken. I'm broken in my own spirituality when I was growing up. I didn't understand God, and I had a lot of preconceived notions about God, and that was not from them. So I really want to premise that, because I really think that when sometimes we see our teenagers, you know, blow it, and they do stupid things, you're like, what did I do? Some of it is just really not you. It's us. Us as teenagers, we do not know what we're talking about. We say a lot of things, and we have a lot of big emotions, and we're all over the place. And we're wrong. We're wrong in the way we do things. Um, I'm going to see if i got any more pictures. because Oh, yeah. So this is a cool picture. That's me as a baby. 
and I just think it's so cool. My dad is just so happy. And then again, that's Judah right there, a little tiny. So I got to just, it was, I just want to say, like, what a legacy my dad has left us. What a legacy. When you step out in faith as a parent or as a parent in the faith, you're stepping out and doing something amazing. So I just want to encourage you in that. Uh, there's my mom. My mom, she did these random awards. I don't honestly know what this was for. Probably participation, and she always made you feel special. So she was so sweet. But my, oh, my gosh, my mom, I love her so much. Again, um, and then this is some trips that we've taken out. I'm just going to get these pictures because after that, we'll start jumping into my life. Um, but the things I was learning through that, um, this dad going to camping trips. And this, this is actually the last trip or the last, uh, I think this was his last Thanksgiving. Obviously, my mom's out of the picture because she passed away. Um, but it's a, a grateful thing. Um, I'm trying to look and see if I can find everybody. My goodness, there's so many people. <laughs> there's, I think, 20 cousins right now um, for Judah and Elliot. So they're just having so much fun. I actually just found out my sister's pregnant again. So praise that. That's, that's, that's exciting. Um, it's a wild time. It's loud. It's loud. Um, so that's my family in a nutshell. We're, we're a wild bunch. We, love, um, we don't always do it right. We're... We're rambunctious, but Lord, bless my mom, and I'm just grateful. She ran her race, and she ran it well. And, you know, I shared that she's passed on a few years ago, but I just, I can't say how much I appreciate my mom and my dad for stepping out in faith. She ran the race, the race of endurance and ran it well, and, um, and now she's with Jesus, and it's so exciting. It's so good. Oh, but some of the things I struggle with as a youth, again, this is just some things I, I wrestled with was depression. I really wrestled with depression. Again, this is just part of the kind of complex about being in a big family. You kind of get lost. You just happen to feel like, well, where do I fit? I got to take my turn with God. You know, take time with my dad. I do the same thing with God. I, I would apply that same principle. Like, I've got to have the right circumstances to meet with God. I had the same way with my parents. So I kind of projected that on God, and I was not... It was wrong for that, but that was the way I held it. Um, and I remember just kind of getting kind of tired of church at one point. Not really ch- church and God, but just the church model of, like, what are we doing with our lives? Like, youth group. What are we doing in the youth group? What, what's the whole point? And I just started seeing no fruit. I'm like, this makes no sense. We talk about this, but this is what the result is. And I don't understand. It was such a dichotomy. Um, and my mom and dad were just so great, just great in letting me actually not feel like I had to go. For a moment, they didn't pressure me into going. They didn't make me go. Like you know what? But we, they would talk with me about it all the time. They just talked me through it, walked me through it. Um, but I just gave up. This church I was barely going to, and actually, Sam, I was, I was the guy back there working on sound and working on slides. So bless you <laughs> for all you guys do. You and Jim, you just are so great. Um, but I, I just got tired. I'm like, there's got to be more to this than Sunday service. This per- perfect Sunday service, and we go out, we have nothing in common. We don't do anything together. We don't have, we're not on mission. I don't even know why we do this. And um, so I left the youth group, and I, I was pretty close to leaving the church altogether, um, that church that we were going, all fa- our family was going to. And, uh, and it was so crazy. Um, there's a friend of mine who actually, the only reason why I'm back in church and the only reason why I'm back here is because I'm going to mention some names because... You need to know that these are people in life that actually stepped in. It's because of people that were faithful and did something weird that I'm here. And um, Nathan Kreider, 
uh, he was he is my he was my ex girlfriend's boyfriend I think at that time, and I met him one time met him one time and really honestly couldn't remember I knew he existed, you know because it was my ex girlfriend at that point <laughs> so I was like well fine um, he seems like a nice guy uh, but he stopped by one night one Wednesday night and he's like hey what are you doing I'm like well I'm not going to youth group he's like you want to come to youth group with me I was like. First of all, this is my second time seeing you. How do you even know where I live? <laughs> I don't know. I still can't figure out how he knew where I lived. Um, but he invited me out. It was a Fishers of Night. That's what the, or Fishers of Men Night. That's what they call their youth group. They, they go out and they go find their neighbors. I'm like, well, so you got to do? We're gonna kidnap you and take you to church, you know? <laughs> you know. And it was just so cool that he actually thought of me and brought me along. And um, because of that, and we hung out. And, we t- and I just saw his faith. It was real. And, um, and then I met, um, actually, my worship pastor, Hank Workman, um, who is also real in his faith. Um, these two men of God, again, a youth and a man, uh, an older man of God, saw potential in me, saw me as something, um, which is something I didn't get. I, didn't feel, I felt recognized, I felt loved, and I felt like I'd talk with them and ask questions and, and honestly ask really awkward questions that p- probably would be offensive and it was so good because they were always so inviting, especially Hank. I know that I, I put him, he, he really, uh, he challenged me so hard several times. Um, but it was so cool because he saw value in what I could do as a youth. I think that's one of the things that usually we just see youth as a, either a commodity or a number of putting them in a group. I love when we see, again, like Sam, I, I'm, I'm shouting you out because you're back there doing something amazing. You're a servant. You're a servant at heart, and you, somebody saw value in you, and, and Jim, you, you've raised them up and trained them up well to work, and we see value in youth, and they saw, he saw value in me. He was actually the one that let me actually pick music for the first time. I've never picked music for worship, so I joined the worship team, and he had me picking music every once in a while, and that, let me tell you, as a youth, that's scary. You're like, how do? <laughs> I don't know. Can't compute. Um, and the way he told me to do is that he said, he gave me this big old binder, and he said, here, pick music. I was like, how do I pick music? He's like, pick it, pray, and pick it. I was like, well, what's the theme? What's like, what's, what are we talking about on Sunday? He's like, I'm not telling you. I was like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, don't. Like, and he just he said, pick it. It's going to be okay. God's in it, whatever it is. And if you pray, it's going to be fine. And so I did. I picked music, and he let me lead a few times. And that was scary. Again, like, as a youth, leading worship, getting to do these things, like, I would have disqualified myself. But he did not disqualify me, and neither did God. Um, and that was just what's good. And he called me to the carpet several times. He challenged me as a youth. I was not perfect. I was, I mean, I was looking for, you know, all the things, you know, trying to, trying to be a good Christian, but not figuring out what that really meant. And again, um, I was struggling with a concept my dad was struggling with, which is absolute trust. Um, my mom and dad stepped out in faith and absolute trust, and for me, I could not figure out what that meant and how that worked. Um, for me, I was doing all the right things. I was praying. I was trying to write worship music, but it was just, I, I was like, there's something, there's another level I'm not hitting. I'm not getting past something, and so I kept struggling with depression. Still, you know, I was, I mean, just struggling really bad um, in that. But I really, it was because of this, and I, I love what Rich mentioned, this body ministry. People, the body actually being a part of the ministry, actually doing things together and actually not just the leader. Again, like it happened to be the worship leader, but honestly, he didn't do that for just anybody. 
There was a, it was a big youth group. He found me. He talked with me. He connected with me, and he saw value in me. It was because he saw me, not because he was a worship pastor, but because he was a person that saw a purpose in someone else's life. And again, that's what I love about you guys. You guys are all about body ministry. Um, so I got through high school. I survived um, as, a, as a homeschooler. <laughs> um, I did, and I learned a lot. Um, but there's, there, there's a program that I think I've mentioned it before. It's called ALERT, um, Air Land Emergency Resource Team. It's basically like a Christian military program. Um, it's not for kids who, who've been bad. It's just, <laughs> it's just for men who want boys who want to grow into men and be men of God. Um, and that was the, that was what they pushed for. Really good. Um, but I, I, I knew we, that was where I was going to go. I didn't really want to go that bad, but my dad really just wanted to push me harder, press into that. Like, cause again, he saw value in me and he would always push hard on me. Like my dad did not relinquish if you ever meet my dad, you'll know. Like my, even Michelle, for the first like I don't know seven or eight years of marriage, she's like, I still feel intimidated by your dad. <laughs> just like, but like you know, Michelle's not intimidated by very many people. She's in, he's just he's but he's very very just strong in what he wants to do. So I was like, well, I got to do it. I guess I got to do it as a youth and as a graduate. Um, I, I like I'm not going to college anyway. Might as well do this. I don't know. And so I would have a year. I spent a year doing this. Uh, so I have a, it was broken up into two basically semesters, three months of basic training, which was spending time in, you know, you memorize First Peter. Uh, you're hiking a whole, 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 whole lot. Uh, I think I mentioned, like, there's a four, six, eight, twelve, and a 24-hour hike that you ended up throughout this time doing. It's exhausting. It's really exhausting. And the 24-hour 24 24-hour hike, I think we did, like, 64 miles just it was exhausting and tell you what it was like that three months was like the refiner the impurities were coming out and i'm like oh man i'm ugly inside (laughs) it was oh it wouldn't be a sunday if i didn't knock my coffee over um (laughs) bless betsy for cleaning up after me um (laughs) but uh oh lord so, thank you, Bobby. Um, but yeah, so we spent time. Um, oh, I want. <laughs> oh, I'm just making messes. Uh, no, it was just so. It was a hard time just because I realized um, that I was just I struggled with depression. Again, depression. I could. I had better days and I had worse days. This became the worst times, my worst of times of depression. That it just it really came to the surface. Um, I struggle with, you know, just, you know, lust and girlfriends and giving up what God, want, you know, what God wanted for me. It was like I had a real hard tug of war. And it came to that point, he's like, you've got to give it up. you got to give it up. And I remember we, I graduated from the basic training by the grace of the Lord. And then I went on to the next phase, which is going, we went to Haiti for a few weeks and actually did a mission trip. And that was, that was the changing point for my life. Um, I remember my prayer, uh, Bobby, I love you. <laughs> um, I remember my prayer as like, Lord, I felt so isolated. I felt so depressed and I felt so rejected. And I said, God, I give up. I give up depression. I give up. I can't do anymore. I can't find girlfriends. I can't find a wife. I keep trying to barter you to find a wife in my life. And every time I keep blowing it, I just keep blowing all these opportunities and all these things I think that are going to happen. My plans stink and I'm done. I give up. And so he said, good, 
<laughs> he said, finally, I can work with this. He doesn't have to have a beautiful prayer. He needs to have full surrender. And I love that. He's just like, I want what you are. I want you. I want you so I can use you. Stop holding back. And so from that moment on, I don't struggle with depression. I have not. I have not. Full surrender. And it was, a, and this is, again, this is not, this is not the result. It's the, it's, it's the fruit from this point on. Five months later, I met Michelle. Ironically, and it wasn't very long before we realized this is, this is yeah, we're, we're getting married. Um, but that's not the point. The whole point is not getting the results. The whole point is full surrender. Because, again, like God knows the results he desires for you. He has plans and a purpose for you, plans to succeed. He wants, he wants something for your life. But he needs surrender. You cannot do it halvesies. You can't do it mostly. He's all in or nothing. And that's something that, again, I would not be here if my dad hadn't fully surrendered. Physically, I would never be here because, again, I was not a plan. It had to take full surrender. And, again, it was the faithfulness. I remember talking with my dad about that, that feeling that he felt. He felt like, I blew it, God. I've squandered this time. There's no way you're going to bring kids in my life. This is just, you know, again, he had to wrestle with this love of God that he would actually still be okay with us blowing it, with wasting time or whatever. He's like, I still felt like, I'm like, God, even if you give me one child plus eight others, you know, like, <laughs> like that is just absolute surrender. He would never expect that, and he kept just receiving it, kept receiving it. Again, my mom being pregnant at, I don't know, like, it was weird. My older, older sister and my mom were pregnant at the same time. That's weird. <laughs> That's a weird timing for, like, pregnancy. But again, my mom was just so in love with what God wanted and she prayed for us. She spent time with us. And again, that representation, again, a full, absolute trust bled into my life. Because again, if my dad could fully surrender, if my mom could fully surrender, I could fully surrender. It's that representation that we want to see in our, our family, our, our parents. And these, again, I take, I'd say spiritual parents because, again, some of us will never be physical parents. And that is okay. You know, Paul says it's okay. It's okay. We want to be spiritual parents. And again, I'm so grateful um, for the opportunities to be able to actually be more than just a physical parent, but a spiritual parent, even to my kids. Because my mom and dad were spiritual parents to us. Um, and they continue to spur me on and challenge me. Um, and I could share, I could share so much more. Because um, again, I did get married eventually, right? So, like, there's a life of beyond that. Um, but I just, I really feel like I kind of want to end there. I might share more about, like, just my encounter with Holy Spirit, um, things like that. Because, again, it's important um, to share where God is really moving. He wants full surrender and, and full surrender to every part of his identity. Not just our full surrender, but fully surrender, under, understanding who Jesus is who the Father is, who the Holy Spirit is, it's important for us to fully surrender to all three aspects, not just the one we feel comfortable with. Because we feel comfortable with some of them. We don't feel comfortable with some of the other ones. And I think it's important. Um, but it's so cool because, again, I just, if I hadn't fully surrendered, I would never be where I am. I would never meet Michelle. I'd never be challenged. I'd never meet Spencer and Janelle, which by that, that, that happened shortly after meeting Michelle or getting married to Michelle. So it's just like 
God, and then again, God brought us together. And again, for the fact that we're here, Michelle, I mean, I, I think we've said a few times, Michelle went here for years with Bethany. Um, Bethany, you know, without moots. Um, but it's just such a blessing. Again, it's just full circle. I never would imagine being here. Um, never, never in my life. Again, I cannot believe I'm here. I can't believe we get to do this. Um, I think I'm just honestly going to end with that just because I am so, I, I can go on. I, I wrote way too much. That's how it usually goes. Um, but again, like a full life, a rich testimony of what God has done. Again, I didn't have to be a drug addict to be where I'm at. I didn't have to be this. It doesn't have to be something that we think, like, I need to have that cool testimony. It's like, no, I was still broken in where I was. Like reading through Romans today, I was broken. We're all broken. We need Jesus, and we need full surrender. So praise the Lord that we can. Praise the Lord that he receives it. And I love that joy for repentance. He, he loves, he delights in repentance. It doesn't have to be a begrudging, acidic feeling in your mouth. It, ha- it can be joyful to say, I'm sorry. Lord, I receive your forgiveness. Again, I love that I am where I am because of what my parents have done in my life um, and because of some men um, have done in my life. So I just want to encourage you. I, I was going to end it with worship. Um, I might just actually, I'm trying to figure out. I never know how to end things, so I apologize. Every time I'm like, how do I do this? How do? Do we sing? Do we pray? Um, I just want to sing that one song. I really just, I love that song ever since I've heard about it. Um, was all is for your glory. Because honestly, that has been it. That's full surrender. All, not some, not most. All is for your glory. We want it to be about him. Um, if you were, the worship team wants to come up, um, we'll sing through that again. Because we really do desire. That's like full surrender is full in, all in. You can't give anything back. Once you hand it off, it's gone. It's all is for your glory. All is, I want our lives to be a testament of what God has done. My mom's life is a testament of what God has done in her life. You can't take that away. And I just, I just, and I want to speak that over you guys. And I know that something like, it just, I pray that your testimony of like what God's done in your life is just, it's just something sweet. No regrets. I don't regret anything. I don't regret a moment in my life except for the fact that I just, if I could have learned about God sooner, learned about the love of Jesus sooner or faster, I want to be more in love with him and not waste time. But I'm so grateful that not moment was wasted. Everything is imprinted in my life. And again, I just, I, I can't wait to get to know you guys more because I know that that's the same for you. There's been moments people have been speaking into your life, people that have been loving on you, people that have actually been the people that hold you to that grindstone and grind you a little harder. It's like, you know, refine you a little bit. I mean, I still remember, again, this is just a side story, but my worship pastor, he was like one of the people that ever just told me like, well, he cussed at me. <laughs> and it was just a moment of like, oh, you're not fake. You're real. You're genuinely mad at me for what I'm doing with my life and you see more for me. And that was kind of a weird thing to think like, it's like, you know, again, I'm like, I want people genuinely there for you, not just because we have to, but because we get to. And he was there for me in a lot of hard areas of life, and he called me to the carpet, and I can't say enough about him. And he probably doesn't know how much he's meant to me, but he, the Lord will show him that, so he'll, he'll know. Um, 
But again, I just, I'm going to switch the microphone, sorry. Find those people that can be a spiritual parent with. Find those people that you can just, and then look at your testimony of what people have done in your life. And again, don't let, take that for granted. Like, we won't take that for granted that Rich was here. We won't take for granted that we have these people in our lives. These people are in our lives for a purpose and a plan. There is a reason. So let's find the reason. Let's find the purpose. And let's be all in. Again, cut, cut the anchor, put the sails up, let's go. All in.